Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. We're so excited to be back after a couple of weeks and just get right back into it. So this week it's just going to be me, one of your co-hosts, Krishna Hajari. We have a very uh, special guest today, so why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience. Hi guys, so my name is Katara. I'm, I would describe myself as a nano influencer on Instagram and I'm also um, just graduated I studied economics and I'm from South Africa. So yeah, very cool and to be on the podcast and excited to chat. We're so excited to have you here, Katara. So we just want to get to know each other a little bit better with me, you and the audience. So what is your favorite Christmas tradition? Um, so growing up, like I'm, I'm not Christian. So I think my Christmas traditions are very superficial. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so I have two, (laughs) um, one is putting up the tree and like decorating the tree. That's amazing. And then my second one is probably like the baking, cooking, all the food that goes in to Christmas, like the Christmas Eve, Christmas day and the day after that's, that's the highlights for me. (laughs) Oh, that sounds so amazing. I I agree, like, I'm also not Christian, so a lot of our traditions just ro- don't really apply to, like, going to Mass and, like, caroling and things like that. One of my favorite Christmas traditions is wrapping gifts. I think that it's so Aww. much fun, like, getting the whole family together and, you know, picking out wrapping paper and putting different ribbons and bows and making it specialized yeah. to yourself. I think that's one of my favorite things to do, especially when there's, like, Christmas music blasting in the back. There's just, like, I love listening to Christmas music all year round it's just like a special feeling it gives you and I know people are definitely opposed to Christmas in July but I'm fully here for it oh well for us winter is in July so I'm not opposed to Christmas in July sounds good (laughs) all right so now that we know each other a little bit better let's just dive right into the questions so what made you want to become an Instagram influencer um I never really considered myself trying to be an influencer um firstly I'm, I'm a lot older than you so <laughs> I was using Facebook back in high school mm-hmm. and I would use Instagram to edit my photos and um then post them on Facebook or like BBM really really showing my age yeah but yeah so <laughs> <laughs> so I linked I, I actually linked my Instagram to my Facebook by mistake one day oh. and um a lot of people started following me from Facebook, uh-huh. so it was super embarrassing. I had to change my name. It was like, <laughs> like some gibberish, like keyboard smash name. <laughs> and yeah, ever since then, I just kept like posting my life very authentically, not trying to grow a following. But um, now that I'm graduated, I I want to create more content and like be more active in the creative community. Um, so I'm really looking forward to doing that. No, yeah, I think that's so interesting because normally a lot of people like set out to become an influencer on Instagram and try to like spread across different brands and platforms and it it happened ironically for you and you ended up becoming successful from it and because you're so authentic, I think that's what drew us to you because you're so real and it's like you don't feel like us as followers don't feel like you're putting on a show. Oh, you're hyping me. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. It's cool that you see that. Like, I, I was hoping, you know, like, the right people would resonate. Yeah. Um, but, so, and, yeah. speaking of, you mentioned that you live in South Africa. So, what do you love most about where you live now and where you grew up, if there's any, like, major differences? 
Um, so my hometown is Durban, um, which is a beautiful, very warm city on the east coast of South Africa. And I currently live in Cape Town. Uh, I moved here for university. So Cape Town's on the west coast. So they're both beach. Uh, Cape Town's more mountain view, more touristy. Mm-hmm. Um, but Durban will always have my heart. Like, I'm not sure if you know, but Durban has the high, second highest concentration of um, Indian people outside of wow. India. So, yeah, it's it's really warm and like a unique blend of different cultures. So yeah. the weather's beautiful. I still go back to visit every few months because most of my family I still live there. Wow, that's so, incredible. Definitely. Like if you if you're visiting South Africa, definitely spend a few days in Durban. <laughs> it's not like the nightlife, but it is beautiful and relaxing. The weather's great. That sounds amazing. I mean, I'm I, we live in California and we're used to the same seventy degrees every single day. And don't get me wrong, it's I'd rather I prefer to have seventy degrees every single day as opposed to like yeah. snow and tornadoes and things like that. But I mean, I'm I'd, so with you. Yeah, <laughs> but I prefer like honestly, I've been waiting for the day to like move to a place where there's just more. Like I don't really know how to explain it, but our town is very quaint and it's kind of like an everybody knows everybody situation, and it just gets very dull and the same things are occurring on a daily basis. And so I think that you've kind of created a life for yourself where it's just interesting as for like as a viewer that's what I see oh my gosh and <laughs> I, I have to ask do you live in LA in yeah we're about yeah. like uh, 35 minutes out from LA oh my gosh and you think everything's the same LA yeah. is so interesting like there's so much going on definitely somewhere I want to visit next yeah I think that everyone from LA and then who see LA it's a very different perspective because I think it would be different if I were like in my 20s and I was living downtown but being in the suburbs Mm. it's very very different because when you tell people you're from LA they expect like Hollywood and celebrities and parties and like the whole sort of scene that you see on TV but being in the suburbs near LA is very very different it's very quaint and very just plain meh if you will oh wow yeah but you've always lived in in california no originally i'm from chicago i grew up there for the first 10 years of my life and then i moved here in the sixth grade that's so interesting yeah my dream is actually to live in new york that's the absolute dream that's the dream that's That's the dream dream Um, so what you you said that you majored in economics what kind of drew you to that major um well in school I did accounting Mm -hmm. I did like the accounting science biology I'm not sure what you call it in America yeah but but yeah and then um I didn't want to be the the stereotypical you know Indian Mm -hmm. accountant so I wanted to do something a little bit more holistic and I enjoy speaking to people, so I thought, you know, economics would be a good middle ground, um, like loving numbers, but also not wanting to work alone the whole time. But it, it was a learning experience. I, it wasn't the first degree that I chose um, coming to university, so I changed my major a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully, you know, I, ch- I did choose the right thing. I feel like your job is never 
exactly what you studied in university. So it doesn't really matter what you study or what you like major in. It just matters that you follow your interests. Um, yeah, yeah. I hope that can help some <laughs> younger viewers. Yeah, <laughs> I think we yeah. yeah I think we try to portray that a lot in like pretty much every single episode we've ever recorded our main goal is to help people understand that like just because your parents said something to you about what you should do with your future it's ultimately up to you and though you might study one thing in college your career might be completely different and opposite but it's as long as it's something you're passionate about yeah exactly like uh, for me personally my whole family wanted me to study uh, medicine and become a doctor wow I was like, I was like, no, I'm gonna do what I want to do. <laughs> yeah, I think that's um, some so days important. I regret it, but other days, you know, I'm glad I made a decision for myself, and that's what life's about: doing what makes you happy, and not living for other people. I think that's super important. I love that because that's so important. It's it's about your life and what you care about, and as long as you're happy, I think that's of utmost importance. Yeah, definitely. So how do you, how would you say that your life has changed since you've kind of grown a following on social media? Um, I mean, it's definitely changed for the better. I've received a lot more opportunities to work with interesting people and do cool things mm-hmm. um, because of my following. Um, and yeah, that's all I like really aimed for um, with social media, just for it to be like my little space that I can be creative and like think about something different than what I'm studying in the textbooks and just a little escape, you mm-hmm. know, so can I it's ask, really nice to, yeah. Yeah, can I ask what Sorry. your favorite like collab or project you've done on social media? Um, I think my favorite is one of the first collabs I've done, I think about two or three years ago um, with a brand I don't know if I should say the brand name, but um, <laughs> so it was a brand that I've used since um, I was a child. It's a skincare brand. Mm-hmm. So it was a sunblock that I've used since younger. And it was so cool to like be given their products to try and, and to create content with because it just was like come full circle for me. Like the little girl would have been so yeah, tired in that moment. That's so surreal. Yeah. Yeah. So just moments like that, that, I don't know, a call to me, maybe not so cool to other people, but yeah, it's personal. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what I see all the time, like on TikTok and things, of these like small influencers that started out with like one or two little funny videos or them doing like makeup or I don't know, doing a little haul of what they bought. And now they're like in magazines and doing interviews for Vogue and now they have their own TV show. Like it's so surreal how they started out as a tiny little creator and now they're living things that they have seen for years past um, on like their television screen and now they're on the television screen. I think that's absolutely so surreal that like, especially I love when influencers use products or promote products that they genuinely love I think something that you constantly see is people promoting things that you know they're out there for the money or they're out there just for like the name brand but when it's something like you said that you've used this um sunscreen since you were a child you genuinely love that product and entrust what 
the brand has to say and so you promoting that makes us feel more connected to you and feeling like that's something that I value the most having having been able to um, interview so many influencers and you know social media content creators it's so important to me that they genuinely feel a certain way about brands and that, that they will always share their true opinion about it yeah and if they if they aren't then you can see it yeah see that's someone's yeah. sharing something and it's not coming from a genuine place or mm-hmm. the caption is something that was sent to them you can definitely see it yeah, you can definitely tell whether or not they're being 100% with their followers. Yeah, I also enjoy following people that you can see that are passionate about what they're speaking about. And, mm-hmm. like, not every post is a sponsored post. Exactly. They are just posting because they enjoy what mm-hmm. they're posting about. So you mentioned a little bit before that your parents wanted you to become a, a doctor originally. How have they kind of adjusted and how support on like a supportive level have they been on your social media journey um like i think with any indian family the focus Mm -hmm. is always academics yeah and it will always be academics (laughs) um so social media like taking pictures um that was always looked at as a distraction from what needs to be focused on Mm -hmm. um and I think like when I started receiving PR or like getting sponsorships then my family started taking it a little bit more seriously but Mm -hmm. even now that I'm graduated the focus is still very much career in finance rather than social media it's looked at as a hobby yeah um but yeah that being said like my family is very supportive they'll like my mom will sometimes take my pictures or help me choose so they're not super extremely and like strict but uh, yeah they do get it but they expect my focus to be number one career social Mm. media is like I I don't know I don't know (laughs) if they'll ever take it seriously as as a real job (laughs) yeah I think sometimes our parents see you know all of our little side hobbies and hustles as something that like it's a hobby and it's not really something you can make a career out of and them saying like oh you should focus on a career to us it comes off as like oh you don't see everything else that I do as you know valid as something that could have payoff to it in reality or what they're trying to say but it doesn't come out that way that they just want you to have a stable future I think that's what they're trying to say but it never usually comes out like that but it comes from a good place and I think that even though I think it's important that you've continued to pursue what you like and what you find passion in because you like you said you like the economic and the finance side of your life but you also enjoy you know creating content and putting things out there that you genuinely love and uh, like a lot of people that we've interviewed have honestly given up on their true passions because of what people in their family have had to say and when I see people that continuously you know drive for what they know that they have a true you know passion for especially if it's like in the art form or entertainment industry or you know just being an influencer like you and you know having a podcast it's important that you go after what you are most encouraged by yeah it's definitely important to have your solid I don't know plan a or Mm -hmm. your solid plan b whichever way you look at it yeah but um 
it is important to pursue your own passions because you're only going to regret it like 10 years or 20 years from now if you don't so you you have to look at your life and make the most of it and sometimes that means like spreading yourself very thin and doing a lot of things but ultimately it makes it it will make you happy and fuel you more by doing more exactly Um, yeah so for our very last question we always ask our interviewees what was how did growing up desi affect you as a person today um wow um honestly it was tough um growing up uh, mm-hmm. desi or growing up south african indian no one really says desi here oh so, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, it, it was tough. Um, although there are a lot of Indians in my hometown, I did go to a predominantly like white school that was also Catholic. Oh. So that was quite difficult. I was the only Indian girl in my grade until high school. Wow. So it was like in in 120 people, I was the only Indian girl. We had two Indian guys. That's insane. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it, it was... Um, a little bit of an improvement we got two more in high school um but there were like racist incidents and even just in an innocent way like the questions just um made me feel like you know like an uh, there was a sense of otherness or like not yeah. belonging completely um at school and even out of school because i had cousins or family friends who were more um, grew up more in the Indian community. Mm-hmm. I felt like I couldn't relate on either sides of things. Yeah. Um, but it did give me a very like unique perspective. And in spite of everything, like I am grateful to have this identity and be have Indian as part of my identity because the culture, the food, like the fashion, everything is so beautiful. Um, that I'm I'm very grateful to be part of that and grow up with that as well. Yeah, I think I would be, I would have such culture shock if I lived where you grew up because where I am, half of our school is from an Indian descent and it's very normalized to me. Yeah, it's literally, our school is either, you know, you're either Korean or some sort of Asian descent or the rest is like Indian. It's very like centralized in between those two different races and so I think it's you know, it would be very different for me if I went to where you grew up. And so hearing, like, I think it would be so difficult for me not to see as many people that, you know, look like me or, like, have sort of a home life that's similar to my own. And for you to persevere from that, that shows how strong you are. And I don't think I'd be able to handle that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, like, in South Africa, there are a lot of schools that are... um predominantly Indian Mm -hmm. or more of a mix it was just the school that my parents chose to send me to my whole life um Mm -hmm. and I actually did like in high school I remember crying to my mom and being like can I not go to an Indian school just (laughs) around Indian people and she thought it would be such a culture shock for me to move that she was like it's it's not gonna happen (laughs) sorry (laughs) but yeah I really wanted to experience it um, but I, I'm glad I, I got to experience both. And in yeah. university, like, I went to the University of Cape Town. So it was very mixed. And so, yeah, I, I did get to experience people from all different cultures and, and backgrounds eventually a bit more. Um, 
but it was tough growing up initially. Mm-hmm. I think it's like so unique that you had like an experience of both, like a good mix of the two. I think it's something that a lot of Indian people struggle with, especially like a first born generation here in the US or South Africa being away from India it's like you feel sometimes that you're not being Indian enough so you have to like you know like our culture and our food and our dresses and the entertainment all of that sort of thing but then also you don't want to seem too you know Indian to your white friends or to Mm -hmm. everyone else and then there's also you don't want to be too whitewashed. There's just such a hard mix of being yeah. in both worlds. And so being able to have like a clear balance and not being dragged into one other side too much is very, very hard to do. But I think it's attainable. Yeah. No, it definitely is. And mm-hmm. it's it, it does give you a unique experience yeah. where you can relate to both and understand the struggles of both. So when they are like racial issues brought up because you do hear the the racist chats in Mm -hmm. in both communities because you're close in both you do understand where they're both coming from at the same time yeah all right well thank you so much for coming on today we really appreciate it so as always all of our social medias are under the at at american born confused daisy if you guys have any questions, be sure to email us. And Katara, if you just want to shout out your social so our followers can find you. Sure, you can find me at Katara underscore on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you so much for having me. It was awesome. Thank you so much for being on, and we hope to talk to you soon. Bye. Oh, definitely. Bye. I of the tiger for hope I'm trying to find my way back There's no day off for heroes And even when I'm tired Go is the only word And the night is taking over And the moonlight gets exposure And the players have been chosen And this seems like fate